Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, stories from our adventures, and bring on awesome guests to share insights into their travelsome lives. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out our detailed show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Chris. And today we are going to talk about one of our favorite places here in Florida, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure in Orlando. So yeah, the Universal Orlando Resort. Oh, is that what it's actually called? That is what it is actually called. So because we've got so much to talk about with this and because it's such a cool place and really, I mean, it's one of those vacations that when you come to Universal Orlando, you really are um, plotting and planning and investing in it. It's less stressful than Disney World, but just as costly. <laughs> Actually, maybe it's I, cheaper. I think it's cheaper, and that's why I like it. It's huh. cheaper, and I think it has better rides and yeah. better food. Okay, well, there you have it. Uh, but we're going to get into a little bit in this episode about what's different about the different parks because there's actually three different parks here at Universal Orlando and there's one more in the works that's set to open in a couple years. We're going to talk a little bit about CityWalk and just what that is and hotels. I know that Chris hasn't stayed in all of them. No, I've just stayed in one. Cabana yeah, Bay. I've stayed in all Which but, is amazing. I've stayed in all but one. That's I know. amazing. I know. And then um, also, we just want to talk about Volcano Bay for a hot sec, too. So. Oh, I love Volcano Bay. Especially when you're staying at Cabana Bay, because there's a lot of bays. There, there is a lot Universal. of bays. But we'll get to that. So, uh, yeah, let's start with just kind of hashing out what is that Universal Orlando Resort. So, there are... What, what is there? So, obviously, you have Universal Studios, right? Universal Studios, that's one park. And then Universal's Islands of Adventure, that's another park. And then there's Volcano Bay, which is another park. and it's, That's a water park. It's a water park, but they call it a water theme park. Yeah, because it's still themed. Yeah, it is totally still themed, but it's just, it's, yeah. And, you know. It just has water roller coasters. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we'll get into that. So, uh, but, you know, so the difference, though, between, I think, what people are kind of more unsure of is what's different between Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. And I think it's, they are just, they are very different. Studios is very much still kind of like that Hollywood movie set. Well, yeah, I think it's all focused on movies, right? Ride the movies. Yeah, right. Oh, I feel like that's a slogan they had at one point. It it could be, yeah. (laughs) Ride the movies, but that's where you'll see all of the movie-themed attractions. And I always call them experiences, right? Versus like a roller coaster, because it's not, they're not roller coasters there. It's like... Uh, there's a couple. There, there's a couple, but most of them are you sit in a pod and move around while amazing visuals are around you that immerse you in the ride. Yeah, so that is definitely the way that Universal Studios tends to roll versus Islands of Adventure, which is a lot more active. And there is still some of that kind of uh, experiential ride versus the aggressive physical ride, but not um, as much so as Studios, I guess. Yeah. So um, what I like more about Islands of Adventure is that to me, even though it's not too much bigger, it feels so much bigger. And there are so many more kind of places and things to do versus studios where you go in and it just feels like Hollywood Boulevard. And then you go to the different lots and stuff. And then it's got Diagon Alley. Um, so it's, Oh, Universal Studios is the one with Diagon Alley? Yeah. Universal I can never remember which has which about Harry Potter, but there's Harry Potter experiences in both parks. Yeah. So 
Studios has Diagon Alley, and then Islands of Adventure has Hogsmeade. So, yeah, they're very, very different. And I also like Hogsmeade more. But Got it. Anyway, so those are the main differences between those two parks. You know, it, I, I think once you've been a few times, you really start to enjoy different things about it because you're not trying to do every single ride in every single park. That's why I kind of miss having our annual passes. Yeah, we need to get those again. <laughs> that, on a completely separate note, that's like the best value you can have if you live in Florida is Universal Orlando annual pass. Yeah, and, and we did it to where we just bought one. I think it was, I can't remember the tiers, but there was the top tier one and then we bought the one, just one of the passes right below it because it yeah. came with... Uh, free parking. Yeah, I think and I think it was the premium. I think so, premium or something. Yeah. And that was highly beneficial. Everybody doesn't need that pass because you don't all need free parking. So uh, we just got one pass with it because we always go as a family. Yeah, and then everybody else just got the seasonal one, which the seasonal pass is like everything except for like peak summer, which is great. <laughs> so yeah, that's a great little tip, especially if you live in Florida or even we even got them for Chris's mom and dad when they came because that was the better deal was to get the <laughs> the seasonal annual pass versus purchasing individual days or days to go like two park tickets cuz you don't just you don't just buy one ticket and it gets into everything you either buy a ticket for one and then a ticket for the other park on a different day or you can get one to go between the parks and um there's a different price point on everything and actually the price of tickets will even vary by day, depending on by how busy day. it is. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think the passes are definitely a good value and totally worth the money. Yeah, I, I agree. But what about the rides and stuff in in, in Universal? So, what do, what do they have there? So there is not. Or a, I guess what's your favorite ride in Universal? I think we should get to that in the next episode. In the next one. Yeah, okay. because that's how I have it outlined. <laughs> All right. Well, erase. That but part. I think no, it's a good good thing to kind of call out what is different about the two parks in terms of rides because Universal Studios, I don't feel is the better park for small kids because there's not a lot for small kids to do there. You know, I think everything that is there is pretty intense. Most of it is pretty intense, right? I think that there's, there's a few that uh, are, are good for kids. So like right when you walk in, you'll see the despicable me, like Minion mm -hmm. Mayhem. Yeah. That, that's amazing. But if you have kids too, who are kind of, I want to say afraid of the dark, like <laughs> ours were initially, they were very nervous, but, uh, you know, once they got through it the first time, yeah, uh, they always want to go back. But, yeah. and there's more things happening with studios right now because like the whole area that was, I think the coolest, the whole curious George water park area within the park, that is all gone. That place was amazing. It was amazing. It was perfect for, for kids to just cool off. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of stuff happening that should be, Live for everybody in the parks in 24 and 25, but not yet. So we're not going to talk too much about that. But uh, yeah, I feel like Universal Studios, you were on a great track and starting to talk a little bit about the rides just in that Universal Studios is not the better option when you have small kids with you. There's actually an article on the blog all about Universal with small kids and kind of where to spend your time and such. And I do think that Island, yeah, exactly. Islands of Adventure which has Seuss Landing is definitely the better option when you've got small kids because you got that, you got Hogsmeade, which has lots of fun stuff for small kids. Um, and then just the whole Jurassic World area is really cool. Yeah, and then the cartoony spot, 
um, you know where all the, the comic, comic strip land? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you really call that, but yeah. yeah. I'll research it. I'll find out. I don't remember what it's called either. And it's got all the Popeye stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, so I think Universal's Islands of Adventure is much better for small kids. So if you're planning it one way or another. Anyways, that's the difference between parks. Uh, the other thing I wanted to chat about uh, was City Walk. Because, I mean, if you don't have tickets for the park on the day you get there or you want to hang out... Or if you're just visiting Orlando, but you don't want to go into the parks, City Walk is something that is available, and I think it's actually pretty fun. It is. It reminds me of if you've been to Disneyland or, or Disney World, it's like the downtown Disney experience, right? Yeah, or Disney Springs. Or yeah. Disney Springs, yeah. But, so this is uh, that experience, but at Universal. So yeah. City Walk is cool. There's like a, a theater there, um, so you can go watch movies, uh, lots of different shops and restaurants. It's got the whole Hard Rock Amphitheater there where they actually do, like, massive concerts. Is that where we try to watch the Blue Man Group, or was that a Well, that's Well, that's a separate theater. That's a theater that's next to the Hard Rock. But, yeah, okay. they've got the, the Blue, Blue Man Group in residence there. Um, but, no, the Hard Rock is actually, like, a concert venue. Like, gosh, there was one night that I was walking through there, and, like, the Killers were playing. Like, oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I know. We've never gone to a show there. Maybe sometime in the future. Maybe Beyonce will play there, and we can go. No, it's not that scale. <laughs> it's definitely not that scale. It's like I would say uh, B acts, maybe like if you, it, maybe not even a Beyonce opener, but like somebody who plays at the concert the day before. I hope the killers don't hear this episode. <laughs> well, they're probably not. <laughs> that was a while ago. Anyways, yeah, no. So CityWalk has lots of entertainment things like that. It's also got Rising Star, which you've never been to. It's a karaoke bar oh. with a live band. That's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing and a great stage. Um, I've got some friends who really get into Rising Star. And Do you then, win prizes? What? Do you win prizes there? Like I, an American Idol? I don't think so. I've never heard of anybody winning prizes, or maybe it's just that my friends suck at karaoke. Yeah. Anyways. But no, it's got all kinds of different stuff like that. Uh, there's also that whole big like sports complex for like sports bar people. Not us. Yeah, I'm like I, I'm drawing a blank on that. I know. I don't even remember what it's called. Um, but then there's also like the Voodoo Donuts and Antijos, which is that yummy Mexican place. And I really enjoy the Cowfish. I was going to say, I was trying to remember the name of that place. Cowfish. Yeah, Cowfish. It's awesome. Sushi, it's hamburgers, double-decker, indoor-outdoor. It's pretty great. It's actually, I think, my favorite place to eat in the I've whole... not been there. We should try it sometime. How come? The... I've been there with the kids, though. Well, the kids and I love it. <laughs> sometimes you guys were able to go while I had to work. Oh, yeah. I bummer, guess that's but... true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then um, there's all those, there's a couple different uh, Margaritaville kind of like stations built into the city walk. And what's that chocolate factory place? The Toothsome Chocolate Emporium. That place is pretty. Yeah, inside it is amazing. It's got tons of different chocolate and candy and all that. And then it actually like serves full on meals that don't feel very healthy. The same thing with the milkshakes, which are over the top. Oh my gosh, yes. The milkshakes are amazing, especially... Definitely Instagram-worthy. Oh, yeah. When when we've done that before, um, we've gotten milkshakes and just kind of shared them amongst people because they're just so huge. Yeah, no, what makes it really cool is just that it looks like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, even though it's not necessarily themed that way. It's more of just like chocolate steampunk. I was going to say steampunk. That's yeah, the theme. Yeah, it's it. like chocolate steampunk. It's really cool. Um, and even though all these restaurants that we're talking about, even though they're not inside either of the parks... Uh, they still get really crazy busy and you totally need to make reservations. Like there's some things you can just walk up and maybe be lucky, 
But in general, theme park dining at Universal, you have got to get reservations for anything that matters to you. <laughs> people still use it like, I mean, like they're going to the theme park. I mean, it's very, there's a lot of traffic. Yeah. A lot of people there. Yeah. And because it's so easy to come and go from those parks versus, so at Disney World, you know, you've got your, your four different parks that are not close to anything else. With Universal, both Islands of Adventure and Studios, you enter them from CityWalk so people can really easily exit the park to come back and have a meal in CityWalk. So that's why it stays so busy so consistently. Another thing that I think we should chat about is hotels. We have, it's funny because each time that you've stayed at Universal, you've only gotten to stay at Cabana Bay. I only stay at Cabana Bay, which is great. I love it there because it's super vintage and I love seeing the, the Zest soap bars and the VO5 shampoo and conditioner in the, you know, in the room. Yeah, no, it's like straight from the late 50s, early 60s and it's set up. It's got these two different sections to it, right? So first of all, it's also, it's a huge hotel. Yeah, there's so. like a tower property and then other, like, call it motel-style properties. Yeah, so there's like the beach club and like the, the swim club kind of. It's funny because now, like, in retrospect, thinking about, like, the whole Starlight Thunderbird castaway area, that's that's the place that has the, like, the diving platform swimming pool. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the setup of the Lafayette Hotel that we stayed at in San Diego, where it's oh, just, yeah. you know, all the rooms built around the pool. Really vintage, really cool. There's going to be some pictures in the show notes over on the blog so you can see it. And there's actually a whole article about Cabana Bay because it's our favorite. Yeah. And, and from there, you can go right to Volcano Bay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's got I its own it's walking cool path. Perks of it. Yeah. It's got its own walking path from the Beach Club area, um, which is also where the Lazy River is. That goes directly into the Volcano Bay Park. It takes, I don't know, maybe four minutes to walk from those towers over into the park, which is cool. The kids would tell you that their favorite part about staying at Cabana Bay, though, is the bowling alley. Oh, that's right. They've got a bowling alley inside. It's yeah. amazing. Galaxy Bowl is so cool. It is what every dirty bowling alley of today probably used to look like. Like, it's beautiful, has really cool design. Um, also, the best value in all of Universal is the pitcher of beer at Galaxy Bowl. Yeah. Really good food there, too. Yeah. I've never had a bad meal there. It's true. But yeah, so I think that Cabana Bay is the best hotel at Universal Orlando. And it has the best deals, which is great. And when it's decorated for Christmas, I think it is just gorgeous because everything is that tinselly, vintage, 50s, 60s Christmas. It's my favorite. Yeah, and from there, you can also get a shuttle, right, to the park, which is yeah. helpful. Yeah, so this is, this is where all the different hotels are kind of funky and different in their own way. Um, with Cabana Bay, you can take the shuttle bus from in front of the resort over to um, the City Walk drop-off, and then you know you actually go through security before you even get to City Walk. With the other hotels, they some of them have that same sort of drop-off. Like if you stay over at Endless Summer, we stayed at, at Surfside last year. That was pretty cool. Um, another really good budget option, actually, and it is just as close as Cabana Bay. When you say budget option, what does that mean in terms of like a nightly rate? So we have, when we stayed at Surfside, we got it for, I think, like one nineteen a night. All right, that's not we, bad. I know. It was the same price as like Holiday Inn Express that's directly across from Universal. So you might as well just stay at Surfside or Beachside if you want to of the Endless Summer Resorts. And then Cabana Bay is a little bit more. And when we went and stayed for, was it Oliver's birthday or Elliot's birthday? Or my birthday? Oliver's birthday, yeah. Whoever's birthday it was. Um, I was able to get that for 129. When I stayed there for my conference last summer, I got it for 139. 
So like it's always Cabana Bay is always a pretty good deal, and then Endless Summer is usually within ten or twenty dollars of that rate. But then you start to go up into the deluxe properties, <laughs> like uh, Sapphire Falls is really cool. It's across the street from Cabana Bay, and then there's the um, Royal Pacific, which is really fancy and fun, very Polynesian themed, and then the Hard Rock is gorgeous, and they play music in the water there. I love it. That's those, interesting. Yeah, and then the Portofino, those are all those top tier properties. And when you stay at those, they've got some different options for getting over to the park. So you actually can take a boat from, you know, the Portofino is really cool because it literally looks like Italy. Like there's Vespas and you can get pizza and espresso. Can you rent the Vespas? You can't. They're fake. Oh, they're fake. Or they're, they're real, but they're like stationary. stationary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're more of Instagram photo spots. Got it. But, um, no, you catch the boat from there and it takes you through just like the beautifully landscaped canals over to City Walk and you get off in City Walk and voila. And again there you go through extra you go through security before you board the little boat to take you over there so you can save time. The other thing about staying in those nicer properties that also really adds to the value that you're already gonna be paying is that if you're staying there and going into the parks, your express pass is actually included when you have purchased a premium property. Mm. Did you know that? I had no idea. Yeah. What is an express pass, though? I think I know what it is, but... So, yeah, we only get express when we go for work stuff, huh? Yeah. Um, so express pass is... It's like the jump the line pass. Is that what they call it at Bush Gardens was the jump the line pass? Do you remember that? Our friends no, had it. No, it was called a uh, quick pass or, or quick something. Queue. Quick, quick queue. queue. That's yeah, it's it like quick the Bush queue. Gardens quick queue or like Lightning Lane at Disney World. So Express Pass is something that you can add on to your ticket, and basically you get to go through um, what is even faster than a Fast Pass line. So you get to skip the queue on most things, and there will be limits, like you might not get to use Express Pass on Velociraptor like five times in a day or something like that. Yeah. But um, it really, if you only have one or two days at Universal, and want to make the most of your time, Express Pass. There's value. There's value. Just to make sure you get the experience. You don't feel bummed yeah. out that you know you missed a lot of opportunities. Yeah. For but rides. like a family of four going for two days, getting Express Pass for two days, that's going to be an additional 400 bucks on top it's of gonna be expensive. your ticket prices. So, you know, think about what value you want to take from it. But if you are going to be doing that anyways, you may be able to get a great hotel deal at one of those deluxe properties that includes the express pass. So as you're booking, that's actually one of those really great tips to try to stay in a budget and get the most for your money is to do that cost comparison of what do you get with staying in a premium property and if the express pass value is worth the extra nightly rate. Yeah. Which I think it, it there's, there's moments when it could be, so. Yeah, you just gotta price it out, each, each option. Yeah. One other thing I want to talk about in this episode, and then we've got more coming to you about Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, but I want to talk a little bit more about Volcano Bay, just because I don't think we can give it its own full episode. So, no, I mean, it's just one water park. Yeah. So what makes... You love your water parks. What is it that you think makes Volcano Bay so cool, so special and different? I think it's the 
it's definitely the slides, right? So they've got really epic water slides. Uh, there's that the one clear to you, right? That just drops you straight down. I hate that. Just that super terrible. fast. Oh, it's amazing. Worst thing ever. Uh, and they actually have like a, call it a, a water slide coaster. So basically a tube that has pockets in the bottom. So as you're, it, it, gets, it moves you up the slide. So there's jet propulsion and the water hits the pocket. So it also moves you up the slide. So they just have really cool water slide experiences there. And that, um, uh, I don't want to call it a lazy river because they have one of those, but it's like rough rapids. There, there's like a raging river. Raging yeah. river. It's super cool. So real quick, taking a quick step back to Krakatoa, which is the water coaster. Mm. So it's actually got magnets. Oh, it has magnets yeah, too? Yeah, there's, there's magnets in the in the tube thingies. And then there's magnets on those tracks when it launches you upwards, huh. which is why... And all, the water pockets. Yeah. Like, it's just boom, boom, boom. Like, that's why it is so wild. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It is the coolest concept, and I wish every roller coaster was a water coaster. Yeah, and, and they keep it super clean, the whole park. Yeah, yeah, that, I think, so, <laughs> I hate walking around barefoot, but walking around barefoot at Volcano Bay is not gross, which I'm so thankful for. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a wonderful park. And gosh, their kid's splash zone is, I mean, of course, you expect because it's universal, you expect it to be amazing, but the kids' splash zone at Volcano Bay is awesome for an adult. Like, don't just go hang out there and be a creeper, but like, if you can enjoy the kids' splash zone with your kids, do it because it is so epic and you get to go in the volcano and there's just water dumping and it's all that really awesome tropical island theme. I absolutely love it. And it's just, a, I mean, it's a really cool, you, you said it's a theme park, because it is, it's themed around the, the volcano. And, uh, and it's, it's still a super cool place. Yeah. And something that makes it, so water parks are kind of a funky place to go with small kids or medium sized kids. Um, because once you're there and playing in the water, it's so easy to get distracted and want to go all over the place, all kinds of different places with Volcano Bay. When you get checked in, you actually get a, a bracelet, a tapu tapu, and it can link your family together so that you can not just kind of like check in for your coasters or like kind of reserve your spot in line for your water slide. But it makes it so that if you are a parent and you um, are separated from a child that you can actually, um, they can help you locate your kid, which is pretty darn cool. Um, and if you are concerned about safety, it, the Tapu Tapu is just the coolest technology. So, and you can walk across the little foot bridges in Volcano Bay and use your Tapu Tapu on the little, things on the side and you can spray the people below you oh that's right there's yeah. little magic spots throughout the park yeah lots of little magic spots and then if you want to do like the luxury version of volcano bay you can even um rent like a bungalow type thing or not a bungalow. Oh, those little cabanas cabanas yeah um it's pretty cool i actually got to do that once i loved oh. it yeah i think it's a great way to get some shade much needed shade yeah because oh gosh it, it gets so hot in orlando <laughs> that's why the water park's a great break yeah so that is everything I have to say about Volcano Bay. Is there anything else special that you think? No, it's just a blast. I mean, if you love water parks, um, then you'll want to, you'll definitely want to check out Volcano Bay. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's awesome. Universal itself, Universal Orlando is just absolutely remarkable. I think we need to take a trip to Universal Studios Hollywood so we can compare. <laughs> I haven't been there in a very long time, but last time I remember is it wasn't that amazing. Gosh, what was that? Last time we were there was like February of 2008. I think so, so I think we can go back and be amazed in its own way, in our own way. But anyways, um, that's it for this episode all about Universal. 
check back in because we've got another one coming at you that is specific to Universal Studios, talking about Diagon Alley and all that. And then another one all about Universal's Islands of Adventure, which is my favorite of the parks. So stay tuned or tune back in. And also, if there's something that you want us to cover, you can always pop over to the blog, twotraveldads.com, and either send us a note or leave a comment on our podcast page. And we are happy to dig in and record podcast episodes about anything that either we've already covered on the blog or something that you think is fascinating. So if it's anything about you know us being two dads or a place that we've been, just leave a message and we will try to record an episode all about it. And you can subscribe via iTunes, all that stuff. Leave us a rating, review. Yeah. Yeah. All those places. All those things. Anyways, have a great rest of your day and we will be back to you after this break. <laughs> Two Travel Dads podcast is created by Rob and Chris Taylor in St. Augustine, Florida. We'd love to answer your questions here on the podcast, providing both our experience and stories to share our own insights into whatever you're wondering about. Visit twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes to leave your questions and to check out past episodes and show notes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and have an awesome day.